Welcome to Triangle 411, the pulse that moves the Triangle world today. It's a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, what's trending, social good, events, and boundless other adventures. A conversation pit of comedians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Innsbrucker. Hi, friends. According to a new analysis from mortgage finance company Freddie Mac, the U.S. housing market is close to 4 million single-family homes short of what is needed to meet the demand. That's up 52% as compared with 2018's shortfall. In the more bad news column, if you are a buyer, according to data from the National Association of Realtors, and the past year alone, the median cost of a home in the U.S. shot up 15% from $300,000 in 2019 to $340,000 by the end of 2020. $40,000 $40, more. Where do people just pull that out of the air? Now, if you're a seller, it's a different tune. It's happy days are here again for you. But going back to the buyer, I remember in the old days, like last week, people not only hated, but feared the whole car buying experience. Remember this? Dreading the comparison shopping, going through complicated loan negotiations, and you could barely face the whole stomach-churning price haggling. Well, welcome to purchasing a house in 2021. But fear not, we have an expert here today to jettison you onto that comfy spot in front of a burning fireplace in your new home. Dee Johnson, owner of Triangle Home Finders, has been a licensed broker for over 30 years, starting in commercial real estate in Florida, and she is here today to show us the ropes. Welcome, Dee. Thank you, Mary. I'm so happy to be here. You know, there's a lot of sticker shock out there. What should buyers expect to see? So it is a very tough market for buyers. Um, prices have been rising like crazy because of limited inventory. So buyers are going to see most, most homes are going to have bidding wars. And they are going to have to come up with cash. And they are going to have to be very aggressive in order to get a house. So why are prices skyrocketing? Oh, well, it's so many reasons. Um, we have had an inventory shortage for about 12 years. It's been going down. Um, inventory has been going steadily down. And right now you had the the emerging problems with the pandemic where people didn't want to put their homes on the market and you have um, rising lumber costs for the developers. So they have not been um, building as many homes. Um, just There's just a confluence of, of different um, things that have been going on. So I'm interested in this. Where do the tried and true comps come in in all this? So in this market, you really can't go by comps. It's amazing. In the last 30 to 60 days, the market has increased so much. So a lot of that hasn't even hit. So when appraisers are looking, it hasn't even shown up yet. You can't really use comps in this market. You have to just go in strong. Okay, so... 
Let's talk about COVID. You mentioned this a little bit, the impact on the housing market. Um, you know, some of the research I've found shows that COVID-19 pandemic spurred housing demand because higher income households who were able to work from home wanted more space, et cetera. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, and it's also that people realize they don't have to be near their offices any longer, so they can live anywhere. So there has been a big migration from the northeast and the west to the southeast, and um, people are, so they're migrating to areas like North Carolina, Georgia, um, Florida, and um, I think that had a lot to do with it some of these surveys are showing is that you're not really like moving state to state so much as city to city. Yeah. Well, getting out of the cities, a lot of people are moving out of the cities into the suburbs. Um, the demand in North Carolina, for instance, where I am is amazing. I mean, we've never seen a market like this. I have buyers coming from all over the country and, um, they're also sitting on a lot of cash because a lot of them have sold their houses for a lot more than houses are in this region. We're just catching up in North Carolina to the rest of the country in all of the Southeast. Mm -hmm. um, our prices have been very low comparatively to the big cities like San Francisco or Portland, Oregon, or New York, Chicago. So um, we're just seeing our prices really going to the level that of their, their market. Mm -hmm. Um, and the people who are coming in here are coming in with all cash, having sold their homes and they have the much more of an ability to buy homes here. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that drew us here was the pricing on the housing. So that's kind of like good news, bad news, because it's one of the draws to North it Carolina. Has been. But, and uh, it's and our feeling is it's only just gonna go up. Mm -hmm. It's not um this is this is going to be an issue for the next three to four years at least until inventory catches up, but it's a typical supply and demand issue, and um we don't see it ending anytime soon. So Freddie Mac data indicates that over the past 40 years, the construction of entry-level homes has declined more than 84%. This shortage is especially acute pain for millennials and first-time home buyers trying to get into the housing game. Some advise them to wait until things cool down a bit, even if that's only till January or February of 22. What do you think? Well, there's two ways of looking at it. I think that um, construction is definitely going to open up because um, they will be able to get lumber at reduced prices later on. I mean, the supply line will open up. So I do believe there will be more residential construction, which right now has been very, um, very slow. Um, but I do also think that interest rates are going to go up. So it's a trade-off of whether you want to wait or not. And I don't think prices are going to go down. So it's a, it's a hard decision for millennials. But I would say to them, they need to be saving their cash. Cash is king. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because this is actually one of the things I want to really delve into for, to help folks out there listening. Given all the hurdles we've been talking about, how can folks put themselves in the best possible position to score a new home? 
credit is going to be very important. So you need to get a pre-qualification letter or even a pre-approval, which gets you through some of the stages of loans. I want to ask you, what's the difference between the two? Okay, a pre-qual, they just really just run your credit and they look at your work history. A pre-approval, you actually send your lender your tax returns, you go through the process, um, they delve into your your um, finances much more. So a pre-approval only takes about a, a half an hour, basically, to fill out an application, and you can get your pre-approval based on your credit. Once they go through the um, underwriting, that is uh, the whole process of going towards purchasing the house. And obviously for a seller, that works wonderfully. They know they have a strong buyer. Cash is king. People really need to have money for deposits and um, because the deposits are going to make a huge difference. Um, in North Carolina, we have what's called a due diligence fee, and it's very important to for a buyer to put a lot of money down on the house. Um, you also would probably have to take the house as is in this market. Um, inspections have become a thing of the past. You can do an inspection, but most sellers are selling as is, whereas they were always doing that before. Now they don't even want to do any improvements. And the most important part of it is that you're going to have to be able to bid up the price. It's almost like an auction. So um, it's very important to come in very strong with your terms. So, so um, oftentimes buyers, because they're sitting on so much cash, don't even care what the, the house appraises for because they are paying cash for the house. So then they go to get a loan and the lender will only lend them a percentage of the appraisal cost. So therefore they have to pay the difference between what they offered and what the house appraises at. So again, you know, all of the risk, unfortunately, seems to be on the buyer in this market. That's a scary one. Are banks doing anything to appraise a little higher given this market? So, and that goes back to my earlier answer. Um, yes, um, I just had a house appraise and it appraised within $10,000 of what the house, um, what I thought it would appraise for, honestly, and what the buyer had, had um, offered on the house. And the reason is that appraisers know that a house is worth what somebody is willing to pay for it. And some of the records, the tax records, haven't caught up yet because the deeds haven't been recorded or they're contingent or whatever. So a lot of the pricing hasn't caught up, but appraisers are aware of that. So they have become much more, um, uh, much easier to work with and have, um, they are appraising a lot higher than you would think. Well, that's good news. It's always that, and I go back to my question about the comps, you know, you're always fighting that war because what, what you think a house is worth, if it doesn't match the area, it can be a problem. And, and that leads me to this question. Uh, the residential real estate market is flying high, highest since 2006, just before the housing bubble burst and set off a global recession. Remember that? Yes. Oh, gosh. So, so here's a thought. Could, could we see another housing crash 
such as that or similar where houses at that time lost 30% of their value overnight. And, and, and so the question becomes, okay, so we're appraising higher and banks are working with that a little bit and we're disregarding comps more or less because it's such a hot market. But let's say five, 10 years from now when the market's not so hot, let's say I buy a house at, you know, 350 and now it's only, you know, will it do like it did then where it drops then in value, like when the market kind of evens out? No, because I mean, I don't believe so. I'm not an economist, obviously, but according to economists, no, that probably won't happen. The mortgage crisis in 2007, 2008 was due to um, lending activities that were being done on homes. Um, they were lending money like crazy on homes that really were not, did not have that worth at the time. And the reason was there was there wasn't limited supply. So they were doing um, subpar loans. They were, you know, lending to people that really didn't qualify for loans. Um, so that was a very different crisis. This crisis is not really, it's a crisis of the fact that we have a scarcity of inventory. And it really just comes down to that. But prices typically don't go down. So even if in three years we we have more houses on the market, it's still the houses are going to appraise to the recent sales. It's not going to go back to 2007 or whatever. This is, this is um, supply and demand. And actually, as I said, we're kind of catching up to the rest of the country in the Southeast, at least. And, uh, you know, whether we're not really overpriced given the amount of demand that we have. So no, I, I don't think ever that prices are going to go down. Well, that's but you never news. know. I mean, you know, but that's what economists are saying. So we should at least give a shout out to the sellers out there. Are they pretty much on easy street? Like, and they just sit back. I don't know when I sold my house, I was always on guard because you never know somebody realtor was going to say, I'm at the end of your driveway and I want to show your house. So pretty much you had to keep your house clean and in good shape. And can they just sit back and relax? I mean, typically in this market, there's so much demand that the sellers don't have to jump through the hoops that they were jumping through in the past. However, I will say that sellers are still very concerned about where they're going to go. Okay. And then, you know, the rental rates have really gone up as well. So if you want to cash out of your house, you have to have a place to go. So it's not typically easy street for them either. Um, it would be better if it was more you know, the selling market and the buyer's market were more in tune to each other rather than one in one, you know, such a degree. So in closing, 2021, good time to buy a home, even giving soaring prices and irrational bidding wars? I do think so. I think it's an amazing time to buy a house because, as I said, it's only going to get worse. I mean, prices are going to continue going up and um, interest rates are going to go up. So right now you can get into a house fairly economically. I think that um, builders will be building more. So we will see, um, you know, a lot of develop new developments going up and everything else and, and leveling off. Um, but yeah, real estate is always a good bet. It's, you know, even... Uh, 
if anybody who lives in this area is sure feeling that way. Well, thanks so much for being here. And if folks would like to enlist your expertise, what's the best way to reach out to you? Triangle Home Finders and Choice Residential Real Estate, who is my local affiliated broker. And we do a lot of, lot of buying and selling in this area. And I would love to work with you. My phone number is 919-427-8830. And you can reach me on my website at www.trianglehomefindersllc.com. I'd love to hear from you and get you into your new home. Now for our series, Carrie 150th Anniversary Spotlight. In July, Carrie will host weekend celebrations to commemorate the 150th anniversary of the town. Check out their website, carrie150.org, for the schedule of events. Due to COVID and restrictions, events will look different but the Cary Celebration Atmosphere will still be there through an art projection show on the Cary Art Center. Everyone is encouraged to get involved with Cary 150. Check out the website for opportunities at cary150.org. And now going into our nonprofit spotlight and sticking with the whole housing theme, the focus today is Habitat for Humanity of Wake County. I'm taking this info from their website. Seeking to put God's love into action, Habitat for Humanity brings people together to build homes, communities, and hope. Their vision is a world where everyone has a decent place to live. Come on, come on. That's a basic human right. A decent place to live. Since 1985, Habitat Wake has partnered with home buyers, donors, and volunteers to build more than 800 safe, affordable, energy-efficient homes in all parts of Wake and Johnston counties. For info or to get involved, please visit habitatwake.org. Habitatwake.org or That's now for Wake County, but uh, you can drop the Wake for global info at Habitat.org. Can't be easier than that. Habitat.org. Well, it's time to high five and say goodbye. Keep listening on any major podcast platform or at our website, triangle411.buzzsprout.com to catch an oldie but a goodie on soccer champ Jessica McDonald, resurfacing now that it is National Women's Soccer League season. Or laugh with YouTube sensations Kim and Pin Holderness. Or join in with friends sharing COVID thoughts then and now. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe and like us. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, dot, dot. Be kind.